what up, what up, y'all? You are now tapped in to the full disclosure show. Derek Lamont wins the first. Baba Rich Green, Big Dick Dashley, Lisa Lisa, the little lady of the house. And we have another very special guest, Miss Veronica Thornton. Welcome, welcome. I, I would have to say Veronica Thornton is like one of the most thoughtful viewers. Like, it's times when... We'll be talking about something. I'll be getting ready to say something, and she'll make a comment, and I swear I was just about to say that. Every time you be taking my, my comments, girl, you be reading my mind. She in your head. <laughs> What's up? Well, welcome, welcome to the show. We really appreciate you coming on and uh, sitting in with us. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely had to come down. Down on y'all one time. Yes, indeed. In 2020. Yes, indeed. <laughs> in 2020. And it's for the 2020 and We are we, we are honored by your presence. What's up, y'all? What's up with it? What's new in the in the place hey, to man, be? I, I believe it is still Capricorn season. Somebody's birthday is on the horizon in a few days. I wonder who that is. I don't know. Who is that? <laughs> I don't know either. Big D, your birthday coming up, man. Any any special plans for that? Nah, your 29th man, birthday, no, nothing special, nothing special. Nothing, nothing special. I'm just happy to be, just blessed to see another yeah, year. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. God has blessed me. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. What up with it, though? Yeah, happy belated birthday and happy birthday to all the Capricorns out there. Yes, indeed. You know, there's so many. I can't even, I think I know more Capricorns mm-hmm. than any other, other Zodiac sign. Uh-huh. When you start looking through it like, God, dog. Them, win, them winter babies. babies. Nah, you know, they parents was bored, bored, and bored as heck. Sorry, <laughs> y'all, Sorry. y'all, mama and daddy was doing nothing. What's up, Marquez? Shondell, Ray, Patrick, Booker, Boy, Cole. Thank y'all for joining. What's going yes, on? Indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Twenty twenty is coming. This is gonna be that year. I can feel it. I can feel it. Well, I think it's here. <laughs> it's here, it's but here. it ain't here. Ain't here yet. It ain't here yet. It's coming. Until we have a bad storm. But yes, indeed. So we're gonna go get get into the proceedings this evening. We're gonna let Miss Lisa Lisa lead off today. What's on your mind? I wanted to discuss this craziness going on in Mississippi with this jail. I have a loved one in jail. And seeing all this, is like, well, damn, what's really going on? We talk about so many other things, but I think jail is one thing that we don't talk about enough. You know, they just in jail because they in jail. That's just it. That's just it. We kind of forget about them. And it's quite, it's some crazy shit going on down there. They have um, no electricity. The pipes are all busted up and it's flooded. Trash. Uh, there's people dying. So it appears that the gangs is running, the inmates are running the jail, but their gang members run the jail. So my thing is, how is the hell is it supposed to be jail, but the gang has taken over the jail and the COs or the coworkers, whatever the fuck you wanna call them, has let this, let this go on. And how are, the COs and the employees okay with going to jail every day in these conditions. So if you're not even thinking about the inmates, what about yourself? And the conditions are beyond inhumane. Like, how can you let even an animal live in these conditions? And and they don't have programs to reform the prisoners. Like, you just go to jail and there's no programs that are trying to help these people when they get out of jail, how they live in societies, because some people are locked up for years for whatever crime. And some people are in jail for things that, you know, they may not have done or they shouldn't be in jail for as long as they are. But for whatever reason they're in jail, they don't deserve to live in these type of conditions. And I don't understand why the employees are not making a fuss about this. So I want to bring some light to this, this subject. What do you think about this whole subject, and what do you think we can do? Well, first you have to remember that the jails weren't built for reform. That's not why they were built. So they're not going to do something they weren't built for. That's why there is prison reform going on now, because you need to change the way you approach it 
to be able to change the outcome that you want. Because you're putting people in there with no reform and they come out, they don't know how to live, so they mm -hmm. end up going back and it becomes a revolving door. So you shouldn't have to live like that, but this is not anything new to the prison system. You know, it's just that we hear about it more because of social media and things like that. But it's been going on for a minute. We just had what was going on in Cuyahoga County, you know, yeah. with the jail conditions and stuff. I know somebody who was down there and, you know, it's real. It's real. And I don't think the employees really have much to say because they're working under the same conditions, but they're bound by a different type of rule, so to speak. Because mm -hmm. the administration is what's running them. You know what I'm saying? It's not so much the, the inmate, the administration knows what's going on, so the inmates have to do what they do, and the CEOs and employees adapt to their environment, because like you said, they do have to survive in there. Yeah, but then for me, the, the pictures and the videos and the things that I have read, for me, it's unadaptable. The employees, why aren't they riot, making a riot and protesting? Now I'm not going to work. I got shit and mice and animals and craziness, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to no job. I don't care whether it's a jail. I don't care whether it's a factory job. I don't care if it's home health aid and the conditions are un unsafe. Yeah, but at the same time, you got some people who you're cool with, so you got to think about your coworkers. <laughs> so you know if you call off that day, you say you ain't going until they fix the conditions. That means everybody got to stop. Otherwise, well, that's what you know, I'm putting take. my coworkers at risk, and I like you, so why I want to put you at yeah, risk? That's what it's going to take. Either we're going to take the risk of us being not paid for this time to make a change, or we're going to take this risk of us getting sick and dying. Because if you're going to, in these conditions, if you're going to work in these conditions, your risk, your health, your safe, I think it's a lot higher than you making a fuss and protesting yeah. and saying, I'm not going to work until these conditions are fixed. Yeah, but it has to be a joint effort. And that's one thing you're not going to have. Because now you put people's livelihoods at stake and how they get their check, how they feed their kids. And, a lot of people is not going to choose that. Maybe over. I will. They ain't going to have no choice after a while. That's true. After a while, it's not going to be no choice. Dick Downsley. Well, you know, uh, I think both of y'all are making valid points. Uh, you know, as far as the situation in Mississippi, uh, I shared something in the group this week where uh, Yo Gotti and Jay-Z are both suing that particular state for the prison system. And, you know, uh, Jay-Z being from Brooklyn, Yo Gotti being from Nashville, Tennessee, the question was, why do you two care? And it's like, whatever affects people affects us. Mm -hmm. And our people are targeted. Like you were saying, it wasn't even a federal jail system prior to slavery ending. So what they wanted to do, what they did is they just found a way to put us back in the system. Right. And then uh, I, I like what you said about, you know, it was never meant to really reform you. When it was, I mean, you, you got people like Malcolm X you know, right. people who came out and they made a difference. They said, like, oh, wait, hold on, right. we gotta stop this. Mm -hmm. We gotta stop programs. Now you're not, get, you're not seeing people come out with college degrees. You're not seeing people come out with high school diplomas anymore or coming out with trade skills, unless they have companies like, you know, I ain't throwing any one company out there. There's Fortune 500 companies that use a lot of labor, prison labor. They're paying them 40 cents an hour a whole nine. And then you're like, well, this is like slave wages. But if you look at the, uh, the amendment, any amendment, it says that slavery is abolished except for in the instances of incarceration, then you're a slave. So, um, you know, there's a lot of bad things going on, but I'm glad that, you know, the video that you, you posted, I share in this conversation, so y'all y'all want to click on that and show some deplorable uh, situations and de deplorable living conditions. I wouldn't want to work in that either. But the prison system in general, I mean, this is why recidivism is so high. You know, you're releasing these people. Are you really rehabilitating them? Or are you making you making criminals? Thank you know, you, you can have you have some people who, who go to jail for income tax evasion who's sitting there with a a lifer who committed murder, a rapist. Yeah. You know, a serial killer. And it's just like, you know, I, I think more has to be done about that. And it being in this 
we're in a litigious society, but we're also in an imprisonment society. Mm -hmm. I think that we need to find other ways instead of imprisoning people I all agree. the time. And a lot of times people that are going to jail are only going to jail because they didn't have money to pay the fines exactly. that they had. And that's what criminalized them. So now they're driving their car, but their license is suspended. So now you're a serial offender of that. So now it goes from just being you know, a misdemeanor to a fourth, fourth degree misdemeanor. Now they're putting it in felony portions or you're on a lifetime payment plan to pay these things. So I think it's, it, it, a lot more goes into that. I didn't mean to go around no. the corner across the street, but getting back to Mississippi, that that's just not acceptable. That's not acceptable. I understand they are prisoners. Yeah. I understand that they might've done something, but there's a lot of innocent people that, that go to prison too, that they might've done something to get them there. Mm -hmm. But does that mean you need to be subhuman? No. And I am one of the people who think make it so bad and, you know, I'm not one of the people who think, but I understand people who think. Make it so bad that they don't want to go back. You know, I just said recidivism is high. And for those listening, well, no recidivism is mean going back to prison after you get out. We need to curb that. So that's it. D? I'm just, I was just sitting here thinking that the justice system is a perfect microcosm if you want to examine racism. Like if you watch how the justice system was designed to work, you understand it's the cogs of racism, you know what I mean? You're getting black people policed at a, a multi-higher level than white people. It's funny, you know, Veronica come out here in, in this, this neighborhood, you never see police, but call them. You know what I mean? In five minutes, they're there, but you can go in a, in a, in a, in a high-crime neighborhood and you see police all day, mm -hmm. but you call them. And it, it take them forever. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I mean? All day they riding up and down Yeah, the but you call them and you need them. It take them forever. So, and I think, too, you know, our, people do get forgotten. You know, people don't care. Society as a whole, you know, we got family. I mean, everybody knows somebody they love that's locked up. Mm -hmm. I, everybody does. You know what I mean? I got, you know, people locked up right now. You know what I mean? It's like, so when you, when, in the, the grand society scheme, when, when they hear this, type of things, yeah, they don't care. Yeah, they good for them. That's what they're like, it's good yeah, for them. Yeah, you know, hurt. maybe they won't come back if they if it's so horrible and, and, and whatnot. But uh, you still human beings. You still have to have them in, in humane situations. And some of these guys are coming back out. Yeah, because... Some of these guys are coming back to the streets. You know what I mean? So what do you, what do you, you know, the whole, the system is designed for them to go back. But who's going to get hurt meantime you know what I mean who's going to get hurt when you release a guy and then you know somebody's going somebody can get hurt that didn't have to had they taken measures to try to be actually corrective like it's called the corrective system corrective, yeah. but they ain't corrected the damn thing yeah they don't have any programs anything for these people and they used to you used I to be able to go into prison and People, get a degree. Yeah. Yeah. So when you go, if you have these sorts of programs and have these things for people that are in jail, that, that when they come out, they know how to go about in society. They know how that they have uh, tools to help them get jobs. They're reformed. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? You can't have somebody, first off, you have them in jail and you got bars. And you, why would you, I don't agree with having bars in jail. Like, I'm not saying don't have no bars because maybe you might have one of those maximum security where you need bars in case something happens out but you don't need to have those bars open all the time you know what i'm saying like if you have somebody behind bars if you treat them like an animal put them in a cage what do you expect for somebody to do mm -hmm. they treat these criminals a criminal like an animal and you know i ain't never i never been locked up before but i have to imagine they're animals <laughs> yeah, I have to imagine when you're coming out, like, as opposed to having a, a skill, learning something while you're in there. Like, when you're thinking, like, okay, when I get out, I can take this and I can do something with it, as opposed to when you're about to get out like that. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's going to be hard for me to get a job. You know, you already feel hopeless when your date coming yeah. up. Like, I'm about to get out, and I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. And then, but back to the conditions, man. You know, like I said, they don't. They don't care. They they they. But they had a few people die in that prison. Yeah, is that that's yeah. what the thing is. You know, it was five people that died, and it was one guy that escaped, but they did find him. And then there were some videos where these guys have been shot by the COs. 
It's pretty bad. You, if you watch the like video these, in there. You know, these big shot, 12 gauge shotguns. Hmm. And these guys were just like, had these holes in their body. Oh, and that's there's what that no was. treatment. Yeah, yeah. You know, plus they're in these nasty, unsanitary conditions. So you're going to get an infection, you're going to die. I just don't, I'm, I'm a little confused on how this how this situation got this bad and it this this had to go on for so long for it to be this bad why is it just now getting attention i don't understand how these workers can go to this job every day and be okay with this whether you care about the co i mean the inmates or not don't you care about your safety well maybe this is the workers who are sending the videos out i'm pretty sure well, some of the videos that were i was watching were appeared to be from the inmates because they were taking videos of the COs. Like there was one video where the CO would just sleep on the desk and there's trash and there's water all around her and there's rats just well, running around her. You know they're not supposed asleep. to have phones in the first place. So you know that they're intentionally allowing them to take these phones and film this to put so it I'm out thinking. there. Because some type of way, you got to get the message out that this is what's going on to bring attention to it, just like anything else. If you don't bring attention to it, just like you said, you didn't know yeah. this was happening, a lot of other people don't know it's happening. Yeah. So they thinking it's all good, you know what I'm saying? But it's a, it's a cycle. You can't fix something that was never meant for mm. you in the first place. I mean, you have to just completely dismantle it and go about it. You got to remember the prisons are privately owned. Mm. So if they're not making enough money, it's a lot of insurance that goes into that. And, and those prisons, that? those prisons have those, those COs and those people that work in the prisons are almost in prison too. Mm. Like they are controlled by like, you know, there's a lot of influence, a lot of power. Like you said, it's a private prison. Exactly. And they need to keep going. It's and they money. have a lot of pull. So for an employee who's at the bottom of the totem pole to make waves with the fear of losing his job, they're just not going to do it. But it's you not know just I mean? their job that's at risk. You got to think in some cases it's their life. It's their life. Yeah. How far it goes up the chain. Yeah. 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 I, I, I agree with you. It might be some who looking the other way while they're doing this. Right. Like, yeah, we do need to get this out. Right. Y'all go ahead, do your thing, and I'm going to do this. You know, in, in every situation, there's going to be people who going to roll with massa. There's going to be people who rail against the rage against the machine. And I, I like to think it's more the latter, like what you were saying, yeah. whereas people are like, no, nah, man, let them go ahead and get this out. I couldn't say it. We can't say it, but let right. them know. Because you got to have somebody on the inside to actually know what's going on. That's right. That can tell somebody else what's going on without being the one to tell them what's going yeah. on at the same time. They want to be the whistleblower. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, you see, if you, if you, the way the president operates is any indication on how society operates and the repercussions that happen when you speak up for, for, for the underdog, then this is a great illustration of it. We don't know what these workers are in danger of. Mm -hmm. I mean, these people have their social security numbers, their names, their family names, because they do an extensive background check when you get these type of jobs. So, you know, you, you might be feeling kind of helpless. So all you could do is give them a burner phone. Yeah. You know, that might be like, hey, man. And, and it, that video, man, the the conditions are deplorable. It really is. Like, it's like five guys sleeping under a bed, like, because yeah. they're cold. You know, there's no heat. And the, and he's short. I mean, it's 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 just literally like unfoundable, like to live in. Like it's just cra it's crazy. So. So you think that lawsuit that Jay Z and Yo Gotti dropped came at the right time? Oh, definitely, man. And big up to them, like, and, and big up to them for uh, you know, helping bring attention to it. Mm -hmm. Because you know when Jay Z attaches his name to something, you know what I mean? People gonna say, okay, yeah. you know, let's and now hopefully that you know actually suing. Like, you know. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. that take, they, take they, money out their pocket. That's what make they, people. They, you know what I'm saying? They, they threatened to now, it's actually yeah. it's underway. Yeah. But I, I thought he was a sellout, right? Didn't, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, didn't yeah, yeah, he yeah. Yeah, he's a sellout, yeah. Yeah. Illuminati. So somebody like going to. Yeah, all so they, all yeah. the people that were saying he was sellouts, they haven't done nothing. They ain't run no digital. They'll find a way to just walk in this mess. Well, he's just doing this to get good press. Would it let him get his good press? Y'all tapped into the full disclosure show. Derek Lamont wins the first. Baba Ritz Green, Big Dick Dazzley, Lisa Lisa, the little lady of the house, and the special guest, Miss Veronica Thornton. 
And we're going to continue to get your comments. Call us in, man, 330-578-4230. And we're going to go ahead and slide in. Dick Dodge, your social media post of the week. Okay, social media post of the week. This came to me by Rose T, who is a member of the group. Um, now, this was somebody else uh, else's page that it was posted on, but I'm going to go ahead and, and share this with y'all. I'm going to read this for a quick second. This was... Uh, Written by some young lady. Don't know the original author's name, um, but I will share this with you, and I'll try to put this post and uh, let me uh, inside the thing. So, forgive me. I want to read it for a quick second, and uh, it goes like this. I noticed that it's men who make communities safe or unsafe, which is a part of the reason lots of men don't like each other. I noticed that very safe communities are filled with family-oriented, career-oriented men with higher priorities and responsibilities, men who love to create and build things, men who are peacefully interconnected and care about their surroundings, men who are highly intelligent, have control over their emotions, and believe in self-accountability. In unsafe communities, the men blame everyone else for their problems, even when they choose to make bad life decisions that lead to their low quality of life. They don't like women, but spend life having sex with them, creating babies, but not building families. They don't hold themselves accountable to anything meaningful and productive. The men are interconnected with destroying and not valuing their community, women, and children. She goes on to say, I've seen it all clear as day during my lifetime. As a woman who loves being in her own free-spirited zone, I love living in a small, very safe community where no men are running up to me being fast talkers, running game, telling lies, wanted to kill me for not being interested and being able to wear all of my short skirts, short dresses, and still receive an abundance of respect, admiration, kindness, and love. I can actually say I live amongst a great community of men. Men's energy, actions, thought processes, and emotions create very specific types of communities, from the safest to the most horrible. The older I get, I mastered the art of shifting life in my favor by making safety a top priority in my younger years. Oh, sorry, priority. In my younger years, I used to think it was normal to be uh, amongst unsafe areas, in and amongst unsafe areas. Now I know I always deserve the best. Then we have some comments on this, and I'm just going to read the comments here, and then I'm going to start with Veronica get her comment, and at least I'd like to get yours. So, uh, Shondell Ray he put an offering plate up <laughs> and said, just had church. Here's my offering. Uh, Patrick Bubba Boy Cole says she's not wrong. Uh, Ronnie, you had a comment here, but I'm going to let you expound on it here. Uh, and we'll start with that. We'll segue into that. Do you want me to read that and then you can elaborate on it? Or do you want to just take it from here? Okay, let me read this Veronica's comment. The whole thing is that the last paragraph answers the question itself. You can't do what you don't know when you know better, you do better. But don't knock the choices that were made before you when you don't know what their options were. That's pretty deep right there. A little tongue twister right there. But that's exactly what it is, though. Talk you know to what me. I'm saying? Because once she said all of that, and that's all well and good. You know what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. But you got to understand people will be a product of their environment until they understand they are not a product of their environment. And you can't get around that. You don't know what you don't know. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So it's our job being people in the black community to make sure we teach our kids, especially our sons, to do the things that she's saying. But we have to take them outside of our community sometimes to see that. And, you know, people can say, oh, they being bougie or they... Doing this, they doing that. Exactly what they'll say too. Right, exactly. But okay, but why can't they know that anything is possible? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I take my sons all over the place. We do all kind of little artsy stuff or whatever, free stuff. We get out there just so they can see, like, hey, you are not confined to this neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? This is our neighborhood. This is our hood. This is where we grew up in. Okay, yeah, that's all well and good, but you can get out there and you can go anywhere. You can be anything you want to be. Mm -hmm. And as long as you see 
what else is out there, you know that it's possible. And it's always somebody that like that looks just like you that and did it. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and do the damn thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. You gotta encourage them to get out there and do it. So they'll know that, oh, well, I do want my family to grow up in a safe environment. Mm-hmm. I wanna be one of them men that protect you know what I'm saying, my community and so on and so forth. They don't know unless they see that. And if you ain't never showing them, they don't know. Just like she said, once she got older, that's what she realized. But you got to get older to see that like that. You know, you ever think about like when you was like, I did some dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, why did I do that dumb ass shit? Right, like, man. And you just think I about it. Never find out. Right, about that. right. This is one of the things you tuck in your back pocket, hope it'll never fall out. You know, but when you know better, you do better. Yeah. Hey, Baba Pata said exactly, Veronica. Exactly. What's going on, Ty Mitra? So we talk about the social media post of the day. You go, y'all can go ahead and read it. It's in the timeline. Lisa, you were up next. What was your thoughts on that? I do agree with what you said, Veronica. Also. I think uh, because certain areas are made to be poverty-stricken, and with poverty, you have criminal element, you have uh, mm, crime, you have those sorts of things. And and when you're poor, when you're hungry, if you're not hungry, then you ain't stealing, you ain't doing crime. So those areas are made to be like that. And then you have the areas that are made to be for the upper class, upper middle class, or what have you. Mm-hmm. So, if you're in that area, what do you expect to come from that area? Mm-hmm. And it takes you getting out that area in order for you to learn different. And maybe it might take you, like it took this person, person, um, till you get older to learn. And sometimes it may, you might learn when you're younger. But those areas were made to be that way, so you gotta do what you gotta do to get out that area. But that's why it's good to know your history because mm-hmm. redlining was real. That was all part of the system to right. keep people exactly. in trap and live in one type of way with one type of thinking. Exactly. Now the neighborhood centers are all good and stuff, but when you think about the neighborhood centers that's in the neighborhoods, you know what I'm saying? People was doing some of the most illegal yeah. stuff at the neighborhood centers sometimes. You know what I'm right. saying? But it's in the neighborhood. So they try to keep you trapped in, but once you tell like, hey, Look, this is cool. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see you. Uh, you know, probably once a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, the rest of the week we gonna be out here trying to see what's up. You know what I'm saying? Like we ain't got time like that to be tied up into that. And you just trying to keep me restricted. Like I don't belong in a box. Baby, don't belong in the corner. Yeah, get me out the corner. <laughs> well, you know, you uh, you kind of took the. The words exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> you gotta have it, right? I mean, because sometimes we overanalyze things. You know what I mean? You, there are many different factors why a place is unsafe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not just, you can't put your hands on one thing. Mm-hmm. And I can even go, you can have the best neighborhood in the world and somebody gets killed and not all of a sudden the neighborhood is yeah. not unsafe anymore. You know what I mean? One person can make a neighborhood community unsafe. Yeah. And if you, and growing up in the hood, you know, the I always used to call it the the uh, the silent my, the my silent majority because if you have a if you have a neighborhood with say a hundred people and then you have a gang in a neighborhood with ten kids, but them ten kids make a lot of noise. You know what I mean? And it's only ten of them, but and so they and if they're willing to do things that somebody else not willing to do and they basically run things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then when you can't count on police or, or, or you know, because it's you have impoverished communities, if they become the silent my minority, the, the you know what I'm saying, and they take over. So they kinda like you can have one person can do something and all of a sudden the whole community is shut. 
So it, all that's like you said, all that's fine and dandy when you want to open up. Well, the men in this, nah, you just like you just got lucky. You just got you just right. moved into a good neighborhood where, where the guys treat you a certain way, and and sometimes that's all it is. It's mm-hmm. not no well, the men here they do that. Nah, they do some. They doing some of the same things yeah, in your neighborhood, and 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 in the impoverished neighborhood, there are some good, very well. There are some good men that's holding the community down, mm-hmm. that's doing things to try to better their community. But you have a few knuckleheads here and there that can undermine the whole thing. We got a few comments. Uh, Bob Batal when they said, "I'm unsafe in non-black communities and have had bad experiences while in them. There may be all two-parent households in that particular community. Ignorance has no boundaries." Jerome Jackson said, uh, "Jerome's in the house." <laughs> hey, congratulations on your book. This yeah, week. yeah. Hey, shout out to that book. That before we, we go, shout out to you. He's an author now, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Jerome okay. Jackson. That's his congratulations. You you know what well, my take on this is, and if you just you just get into us, y'all. I just read something that a young lady posted, and she was saying how she feels safe in her community and communities that are failing. Uh, guys are this, and the communities that are succeeding, guys are hardworking, goal oriented, and intelligent. Basically, the juxtaposition of the other community. I agree with. Her with her because I don't know her experience. So if that's her experience, I can't tell if she hasn't experienced that. But what I can say, when you lump whole communities into one thing, you know, we generalize a lot. Mm -hmm. And we have to stop the generalization because it's some beautiful people that are in impoverished neighborhoods. One of the most intelligent men I know lives right off 93rd. Got his undergrad, got his grad, has his master's degree, you know, and I uh, got it from Case Western Reserve at that. So his thing is, I'm going to stay in my neighborhood because I want to make a difference. So the young dudes that used to hustle around his area, he talks to and he mentors them. One of the guys came and said, hey, I don't want to hustle no more. Could you help me get a job? This type of stuff. So just to think all men in one area or one thing is not right. That's like seeing a twerking video and you think all girls, that's all they do is twerk. I can't stand that one. People are stopped like that. We generalize too much. This young lady happened to be in a position where she wasn't around that. She wasn't in a nurturing, foster, uh, uh, nurturing and fostering type of position before. Now she feels she's in that. But what you have to realize, most of the serial killers in the United States history are intelligent men who came from the suburbs. The people who are running these sex trafficking rings are well-off people who live in better communities than you live in. They hire poor people to kidnap poor people. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you say things like this, it doesn't, the, the wealth or the opulence doesn't make them better. They may know how to act in public. But trust me, when you're wearing that short skirt, you checking out your ass. Because I would be too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I might not say nothing, but I'm, I'm still checking your ass. I'm a man. I just know not to run my mouth. That's it. You learn etiquette. You learn to do and say certain things in certain situations. That'll make them better men. In some certain cases, it do. But would you rather somebody be upfront with who they are, or would you rather be subversive and they hide it behind their back? Mm-hmm. I'd rather know what I'm dealing with upfront. You know. So what what I saw when she said is, a lot of people agree with her. Not agree with her to a degree, but when you start pitting communities against right, each other, right. I think that's where she went wrong. I think if she just kept the first part, she was good to go. But when she went into that second part, that's where she lost me. Communities don't make. Don't make a person a person make a person. It's the the most genuine people I've found in the most impoverished areas. Yeah. yeah. If she would have said relationship, you would have been like, okay, I get it. You, you're dealing with this individual as opposed to this individual. When you're talking about a community, you know, there's a mix-up. You're going to have some of both. Yeah, and just because you don't see it or you don't feel And sometimes we, we project. When, you know, sometimes we... You, it's times where you go to a spot you really won't be in and you're looking for something to, to, to bitch about, so to speak. Yes. And then when you're somewhere nice, all you see is the good things. And you may not see the, the things because you're projecting what you want. A lot of times there's an energy that people project and it's like, oh, I don't want to go here. So now everything is nasty. It's, it's dirty. You know what I mean? And That could be part of it. Like, okay, she's expecting to be treated one way here. And when she's here, she's expected she in her own mind. You yeah, know maybe I mean? she might have heard. That could be some projection. Some, yeah. um, projection of she might have heard or seen on TV or something that 
oh, you go to a certain neighborhood, this is what it is. And I think a lot of times we see something or we hear something, you know, we mm-hmm. get a certain project, project, projection. So she became a victim of her own stereotype. It could be. Yeah. It just could be. You know, that's just a, a, a one way to look at part of it. I'm sure... I'm sure because it is her. This is her experience, and I always say this is people's truth. You know what I mean? This is her truth. But again, like I'm saying, we we over. I, I'm guilty. I over. I can over analyze things. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I can see things that ain't really there. And sometimes I say, "Am I tripping?" You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Am I tripping? I you know? Yeah. You know. Yeah. So it's like okay. Sometimes you know. I think that could be a part of it. You know what? One of y'all mentioned redlining. Was that you? Okay. So when you think about communities, not. I'm, this is a full disclosure show. I just got to give it 100. This language was very codified. Let me give her credit. Because not once did she mention ethnicity, race, or anything like that. But as you're reading it, you know what she you, you kind of say, okay, I see what she's trying to say without saying it. Yeah. All right, so when we talk about redlining, let's also bring up, and y'all, if you don't know what redlining is, it's stopping black people from moving in certain neighborhoods and not giving them loans, not, not allowing them. One of the biggest atrocities in this uh, took place in Chicago some years ago. But when you think about it, the suburbs were built by the government. And how, why do I say that? The GI Bill is what built the suburbs. We talked about this before. It did not exist. The government subsidized the suburbs in order for poor, lower middle class white people to start moving out and creating the suburbs. And that's what happened. Now the red line that kicked in White people were allowed to move out of certain situations. The black people weren't. My grandfather was a victim of this because he served in World War II. He came back. He couldn't move his family out. Eventually became an alcoholic. He became that stereotype that she talked about. But you don't know his background prior to that. In addition to that, when we did have our communities, we had thriving businesses. They built the house. I don't know if you know this. I think we talked about this. The Mm -hmm. highway system was actually built in order to bankrupt black communities. They went through, around, or past to make sure that it wasn't any exit ramps giving business to the black communities. So this, in fact, bankrupted black communities. But people don't talk about, and the the government did this purposely. It was purposefully. It was done with intent. So when you talk about this, we only talk about the symptoms. Mm -hmm. We never talk about the root cause. And And it all points back to racism. Right. And then people not knowing, like you said, not knowing who they sell. Get yeah. back to knowing yourself, y'all. I'm sorry. No, what I was about to say, it goes back to what you said, is poverty. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it's the poverty. It, you know, we we talked about, like, the the uh, welfare system and how they separated them. You know, we can talk about the, you know, the, the housing situation and all that. But at the end of the day, it's the poverty that was created that, that, that allowed these uh, uh, Planned Parenthood and allow these, you know, get their foothold in our communities. You know what I mean? It's, at the end of the day, it's the poverty that they created in those communities that, that allowed the drugs to come in there and, and made it, you know, so where the prison system can just pluck our youth mm-hmm. and just throw them away. You know what I mean? That's it. And then you just think it's part and parcel of being from that area. Yeah. You start thinking, okay, that's my only prospect. I mean, growing up, we once we hit 21, we was kind of surprised. Like, shit, can I make it to 25? Oh man! So now you you starting to, you know, you starting to believe that you don't have any prospects outside of like the NFL or NBA or things like and that. And to speak to, and to speak too, man. I, I, I all my homies, I got a lot of homies in the hood. You know, I you know, shout out Cleveland, Glenville. You know what I'm saying? 125th Woodside, Brackman. You know what I mean? I know guys that was. You know, out there in the streets, and still respected people. Yeah, that's what you know what I mean. Still respected women that didn't uh, uh, make them feel unsafe or make them feel, you know, uh, uh, harassed or anything like that. I know these. I know guys. So, you know, you know, the younger generation. You know, you know, I don't know so much. I can't speak to, but I know a lot of guys who were hard-earned thugs that didn't behave in a way where a woman would feel like unsafe. Now the kid this is the neighborhood. You might get hit with a straight bullet, but I would throw my coat down and let you walk out the road. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, it was it was it was still a respect. You know what I mean? You know, 
that it was still a cold. You know, as you see later on, the, that cold started to erode somewhat with the, you know, the, really the height of the crack and, you know what I'm saying? When but, it erode, it was, it was intentionally changed. The image of the black mm -hmm. man was intentionally changed to something negative altogether. Right. So, therefore, you're going to have that evolution of thugs. You're going to have the evolution of people who just don't give a fuck. Because that's where we are now. Mm -hmm. yeah, kids that great, don't you know? give a fuck. Right. Because they came from the generation of thugs yeah. that was just like, hey, I don't give a fuck. You I know what I'm saying? Right. right. Just think about it. We, I mean... In all honesty, we was a generation of No Limit Soldiers right, and right. all that. We would say it right there. We ain't give a fuck because we was trying to say, based on our ancestors from the 70s and stuff that was said, we not going to take the shit. We like, okay, we don't give a fuck. So now we got a generation that don't give a fucks. And they really saying they don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? They're right, but they taking it to a whole nother level. You know what I'm saying? Well, we got, uh, one, we got one comment from Jerome Jackson. By the way, his book is Jay on Life. It's on Amazon. I put a link up there, thirteen ninety five. Let's support him this week, y'all. But Jerome Jackson said, I "I'm a cop." Ignorance. Do you hear that? I believe the ignorance uh, is that people don't realize that the government put practices in place to weaken these communities by pacifying or pacification, weakening the black community and sorry, black men in that community by pitting the black woman and businesses against them. You can criminalize and cripple the community to the point of impoverishment. So, reversing this by having the black women go through the struggle to with the black man to help them grow and recreate, I'm sorry, yeah, recreate the communities in their eyes. We bring poverty to the government and the banks. You know, I, I agree with it, what, what, what he's saying. You know, we work on the pit against each other. You know, that's where the whole, the 70s, the I could do bad by myself kind of sentiment came in once you had public yeah. housing mm -hmm. section eight the whole nine because then you couldn't have the brother in there and he only making a dollar twenty five cents an hour he couldn't take care of the whole family so it made him feel like less than a man then you had this now you got a whole group of guys these younger guys some of these guys their whole goal is to live off a woman so we have to we have to fight to change that right. I'm guilty of it I need to spend more time in the community talking to younger men about some of the opportunities they can do and then putting it together because we aren't as weak as we think we are. You don't have to be a millionaire. Let's stop looking at, once again, you know how I feel about this. Let's stop looking at famous people and say, oh, they need to be doing this and this. No, you need to be doing it. You put a plan together and you tell them, here's how I can use your money. Because all of them need to give money in order to have tax write-offs. Why not be the people that receive that money and do good in the neighborhood? Because you have that heart. You have that heart. You have that heart. I have that heart. So let's start putting this stuff together and then we know how to approach them and get the money and bring it back and have programs. Because it's not necessarily about necessarily giving people jobs, it's giving people opportunities. Show them how to create their own jobs. Once we once once everything was uh, desegregated, the money left the hood and never came back. One thing about it, it kept us with each other. You know, so how can we do that without being forced to do it? You know, it's gonna be a mentality change. You gotta get to know who you are as a person, where you come from, learn what the word ma'at means and practice it. That's it. You are tapped in to the full disclosure show. I was really having a real great show. Derek Lamont Wings the first, Barbara Rich Green, Dick Daphne, Lisa Lisa, the little lady of the house, and special guest, Miss Veronica Thornton. Thornton has ladies and gentlemen. Yes, yes, yes. So we're going to queue up this video real quick. I'm going to go ahead and get into the next topic. As many of you may see, a uh, comedian and host of, uh, what's the show called? The Real. The, the Real. Real. Hey, you real quick? Yeah, you go ahead and play that, and then we'll go ahead and get into it. In the black community, I want to, you know, I don't speak for the black community, but I do think that a lot of black men, they really don't know how to have true, faithful relationships. They think because they have money, because they have power, that they can treat women any kind of way. Lonnie love the same thing. And that is something we need to work on. We need to work on that. That Together. money and power does not mean that you I can guess. just do it. I think sadly in so many cultures, that is the whole yeah. machismo thing. Like yeah. That is that goes that across the board. But up, I, I'm gonna no, say it's not across the board because what is happening is that we are still dealing with the point of uh, slavery and we are descendants of slavery, and because our families were broken up, we still do not have an idea of what, how to have 
together, the families, because our families were broken up. Yes, and until we really from start. That perspective, I absolutely right. I, 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 slavery, welfare reform in the 60s yes. and 70s. Like, it's a, this is a long. Ooh, so when you, went, when you hear, because I want to say, when you hear Joe Button say, mm -hmm. you know, well, you know, he worked so hard. It, it, it's not a bad thing. He's saying, you know, Kevin don't want to be poor no more. OK, so he's like, I, let me go out here and make this money because I don't want to go back to where I was in Philly. So what he was saying was he was using it as an excuse and we modernize it and say, but that's not. No, but what he, you got to understand the whole. Pause. Real Pause. quick, what they were, what they Pause. were, yeah, what they were, what the, they were talking about the Kevin comments. Like this. No, Joe Bunch made co comments on his podcast talking about Kevin Hart cheating on his wife. Okay. And basically, in a nutshell, he was saying that he was basically making, uh, I want to say he was basically reasoning, or or he was basically saying this is why, you know, Kevin Hart is, you know, being a celebrity is, and you cheat on your wife. In a nutshell, really. And then, so they were. That's how I brought up the comments. Okay. Uh, uh, what was uh, what was being talked about? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what. So go ahead, you go ahead, go ahead, play it. You just stop it, Rich. Oh, you were finished. Yeah, playing just finished okay. playing it for a quick minute. All right, let's finish this. Oh, psychology behind it. That's the reason why he's working so hard because he don't want to go back to where he came from. Because then he'll lose the power. And then working the so hard is affecting his relationship. Exactly. Yeah. So it is a conundrum. Correct. Correct. Well, Well, so first, first, first point, you know, she started off with saying, "I don't speak for the black community, but I'm going to speak for the black community." You know what I'm saying? The first misstep, like you know, I think I, I would like to say, you speak uh, as a voice. I would like to think I speak for the black community. You know what I mean? Because I am in the black community. She's, she, you know, she, she has a white man. She's not married to him. But she has a white guy, and so, and I'm, I'm so glad she took it to slavery. Because, I, you know, I'm thinking like, you know, where you think all these little light-skinned babies was coming from? You know what I'm saying? When you're talking about, uh, uh, for her to single out brothers in this, you know what I mean? Like, we're more likely to be uh, uh, unfaithful. And we all know this for a fact. Rich, say it with me. We know black, black men don't cheat. cheat. <laughs> what kind of mess is this? You know what I mean? We don't do that. But, uh, you know, for, and, and you see the, the woman tried like, this is... Men. If she just said men, you know, I wouldn't have no problem with it. Yeah. Men. Men. This is men, period. For her to single out black men in such a way, I thought was irresponsible. You know what I mean? And I just, I don't, I just wasn't feeling that, that whole, like, when we talked about the root cause. Like, all these little light-skinned babies when the... These slave masters were sneaking in the slave quarters and against their on their wives. You know what I mean? Sleeping with black women and then moving the kid in the house. You know what I mean? Like, or selling them exactly. In in a sense, now the point we weren't we weren't allowed to have our own families. Like we weren't allowed to be permit, uh, monogamous. Hmm. You know what I mean? We were forced to breed and to do all these things by who? You yeah. know what I mean? The white man and she and, and how can you say this and you with a white man like you you conscious of slavery, you conscious of what was done to us in slavery, but you gonna date a white guy? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so it was like it's on so many levels. I, I I got I get what she was trying to say, but for her to just just single out black men like I was offended. You know what I'm saying? I was offended. Like, nah, this does not gonna fly. I think she was trying to use it as a segue to talk about American descendants of slaves, because otherwise, it's it doesn't make any sense. Because when you think about it, her trying to make the connection. If anything, you would you would go back to the fact that both black men and black women were raped during slavery. Right. It was not a choice. So it's a it's a natural survival instinct, you know what I'm saying. So if if your husband came home and said, "Oh, Miss Celia, or whatever the, the wife name is," well, is she trying to take my package? You know what I'm saying? And you know, even though he ain't with it, he know if he don't. Then she might possibly sell off the rest of his right. family and they yeah. don't see him again. So it's a it's a natural survival instinct in that sense to cheat. But just to say it's limited right. to black men, yeah. no. But yeah. if you 
that's the only way I can right. see her making right. that connection. Right. Because otherwise, it doesn't make sense. Because just as we was just talking about the evolution of the thug, that still is a part of what she talking about. Sure. Because it was a mindset that if you had this money, uh oh, bitch, you gonna do this, uh, what you here for, whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So they would treat women a certain way, which turned into the whole thoughts calling themselves taking control of the situation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're like, well, I'm gonna be a thought for life then. You know, so that's how you go treat me. I'm gonna come for the money. So it just it's a ripple effect, and you gotta remember all these systems were put in place. To keep us just going around in circles just like mm. we do. We get on these trains and we ride that train and only some of us get off. You know what I'm saying? We got a comment. Patrick Bubberboy Cole said, it's funny that she has the understand that she has that understanding about the cause of why black men behave that way they do. But as a white man. That is just, that yeah, that is I so. I was looking for my book over there. For yeah, that, that is yeah. just so crazy to yeah. me. And real quick for you comment, I want to sit in there. Was it they stole it? You must return. Yeah, it. that's how I look over there. I'm about yeah. to grab it. They call that was it inter- internalization. Yeah. You know what I mean? When as a man, when you're not allowed, when you're forced to have sex with so many women against your will, mm-hmm. to you internalize it and you make it a good thing. That's how you deal with it. That's the kind of like okay. So instead of really, I don't have no power in this. So I start to brag, yeah, I had this many women. I had, yeah, or like I said, oh, yeah, I'm a hoe. I'm happy to be. No, you know what I mean? You, you internalize it and you, and you force it out like, okay, so now this is the thing. Like when we weren't allowed to read. So how do we? So all of a sudden becoming illiterate became cool. Like if you was if you was learning, you was a corny dude because right. we wasn't allowed to be smart. So they, we internalized it. But go ahead, Lisa. Um. I think she needs to pick an argument. <laughs> yeah. Either she talking about the rich man feel as if they have the power to do whatever they yeah. want to, or she talking about the uh, behavior of black men. Now she talking about the behavior of black men and how slavery has uh, conditioned the black man to be cheaters. Like you said, I can understand where she's coming from because of what we've been through and we've never had any um, anything to inform us from that. Nobody's never took time out to teach people, to teach our community like, hey, this is wrong. This is wrong. We just continue to do it and do it and do it until until whoever, we got the few people, you know, that says, oh, this is wrong, this is wrong. I love my family. I'm not going to cheat. It's not to say everybody cheats. But she made it seem like all black men cheat because like of white slavery. men cheat, but black men really cheat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because of slavery and we just don't know no better. You know what I'm saying? And then I was confused at first because are you talking about black men in power? Because if you're talking about black men in power, that argument didn't even make no sense because it's not black men in power, it's just men in power. Yeah. That feels as if they have the power to do whatever and just treat women the way that they want to treat them because they have money and power. So her argument was pointless there, and then her argument was just all over the place. So she just needs to pick an argument. It was like she was making a statement and she just wanted to throw black men under the bus. It's like she made a statement. She just threw us in there like... She made a statement, then she realized what she said was stupid, and then she tried to clean it up, but she just put her foot deeper down her throat. That's what it sounded like to me. Like she didn't think before she said, before she spoke. And boo for a man sales for cosigning. You know what? Boo, man, boo, boo on man sales for cosigning. But um, you know what, man? Once again, that's that's Lonnie's perspective, and and I don't know if that's her truth, that's her perspective, but it sounds like a little bit of deflecting in there. It's kind of like, well, I tried. I want to justify me dating who I date. That's what it is. Yeah. Because I understand now that I say this, it's going to be a backlash. So let me put it, let me try to frame it the best way possible. Truth is, men are men, women are women. Women cheat, men cheat. Now, I will say there is a little truth into in, what she's saying, men in power. I like how you put that. Men in power, that's what they do. Look at the President of the United States. He wrote a check for $130,000 for getting a little side piece. You know what I'm saying? 
He went raw dog on a porn star. That's a whole nother story. But it's like, <laughs> it's not just, it's not a race. It's almost, it ties, this is what's so funny about this show. Y'all think we'd be discussing all week probably what we're going to talk about. We all know sometimes that we sit down with each other. But somebody sent me that about the suburbs versus this. And now you have this, which is in the same vein. Mm-hmm. It's almost like these women get to a certain level of money or success, and they think everything that's not them is better than them. But they don't realize the same people that they're talking to lie just like you lie. The difference is Rollo might be having sex with the girl in her apartment 2D in the same building. Braxton might be having sex when he goes on a golf trip with his buddies to North Carolina when he's doing the Outer Banks. See, I've, I've, I've been in both. I've been very fortunate. I've been in both circles. I've been in circles of very affluent people, and I've been in circles uh, of people who weren't as affluent. Let me tell you, nothing changes. People are people, man or man, women or women. So to try to put that on a skin color was just totally ridiculous. It was a deflecting type of move. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with Lonnie Love. That if that's what I mean, that wasn't the most inflammatory thing I ever heard. Mm-hmm. She should be able to bounce that. Hopefully, people ain't talking about cancel her or whatever. That's that's her truth. But we gotta watch. We gotta have some balance in what we do. You can't just put that out there because we like to say, if we see a, if y'all see a black man who's successful with a white woman, it messes up your whole day. You be sitting there with your husband, it still messed up your whole day. Like this month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! You know what I'm saying? You gonna cheat? Just cheat with a suck? What's wrong with you, right? But you, this, I'm, I'm, you know, y'all, y'all see a sister with a white man. Here's y'all thing. Well, she tried. She gave it her all. I know she did. I ain't mad at you, Serena. Actually, Serena did because no, then she had comments. She had, no. you know, we were. Nah, 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 nah. Hold on. I'm just talking about in general. If she could generalize, I can too. Remember, I said <laughs> no broad brushes. I'm painting with a big ass broad brush. <laughs> so, honestly, me, I don't care. Do what you do, but don't tear your people down to justify what you do behind closed doors. If that's your preference, that's your preference. But don't tear your brothers down, and brothers, don't tear your sisters down. The last thing we need to do is be assassinating our images, whether it be a black woman, whether it be a black male. Let's stop that bullshit. I never heard anybody say, ain't no good white man out here. I'll leave it at that. And I think, you know, it's crazy that you say that. Like, the fact that she has some some understanding of history to, to make a comment like this. She have content. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But then you date a white man. I think it's definitely... She take that was de- <laughs> That was definitely a way to uh, justify what she... Just, kind of justify her actions in a way. You know yeah. what I mean? It was definitely her own agenda. She was... Like you said, like, you know, if you... If, like your brother. If brothers want a white girl, hey, who you love, who you with, who you with. But don't sit here and say... Black people got attitude. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's exactly. That's the don't yeah. Yeah, because I am because you're gonna get ate up. The minute you do it, you're gonna get ate up. Yeah. I won't say nothing about you dating a white woman. When you start talking about my sisters, it's going down. Saying, you know what I mean? It's going down. So a woman like this, like, okay, whoever you with, whatever. I I you know, I'm not stunting on your love, whatever. But when you get on TV and start saying, well, and then when she the the the, the lady said, Well, that's all. That's all I was like, who's that yeah, little girl? She was like, no, that's black. And then, and then she said, yeah, right. She said, no, no, no. Nah. She wanted to really throw, like, nah. We just, no, we're talking about blacks. I'm throwing these Negroes out of the bus. No, they need to hear this. They need to hear this. Blacks need to hear this. it up because otherwise it didn't make sense in the context that it was in it just didn't make sense. She just wanted to throw it in yeah. there. She wanted a soundbite. Yeah. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? I guess they needed some filler material or something for that that little few minutes that they talked about it. But otherwise, it just right. And if you if out. you don't if you don't speak for the black Thanks, community, brother. don't speak for the black community. Yeah. You know, she could have stopped right then and there. You know what I mean? Just say men. Yeah, just say I men. Mean, she understands what she said. She understand where it came from, but then she will also understand why, why she's is, dating a white man. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It all goes tied in together. Like, you know why you dating a she white feel, man. I feel like she hate or dislike black men. Well, I think she's scarred. You know, she her people, her people. It just yeah. her came through. I don't it think she is. hate them. I, just, I think a lot of these women that go out and say, you know... 
I can't Right. No, she just hurt, hurt people, hurt people. Well, she hurt, she hurt by black men, so now mm. because but see, then, but see, hurt by but you know, I, I, you know, I didn't been hurt. <laughs> I don't been hurt by black women. I, they ain't gonna make me go get no nobody. You she know what just, I mean? She just hasn't healed from what hate where men hurt me, and I was at the point where I couldn't stand men. I wasn't a lesbian, you know what I'm saying? But I just, I was so hurt by what I had been through. And it was always a black man, but I didn't generalize it as black men. I generalized it as men. So Mm -hmm. I hated or I couldn't stand men. But it took me time to get past that because I was at that point where I was like, all men ain't shit. Right, all right. All men do this. Hey, right. All men ain't shit. Not I, black men. All men. I had to heal myself, and once I healed myself, I had I realized, you know, what it was and what I needed to do to change that situation. But one black man, because I mean, I ain't ashamed to say it. I've dated the, the, a Spanish guy. I've dated outside my race, so I couldn't. And it was a Spanish man that dogged me. It was a black man that dogged me. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't a black man. And Patrick Bubba Boy Cole says she judging all black men by her personal experience. Exactly. Just what you said, yeah. Red. Yeah. It's like saying if you're gonna throw black, if you're gonna throw the brother under the bus, throw us all under the bus, leave. Throw all men under the bus. You know what I mean? But you know, it, it, we, we we gotta stop doing that to each other, black men and black women. I can't stand when I see like people, and I mentioned it earlier. They'll take twerking. This is why they don't respect sisters. Those was them girls. I don't look at all black women as twerking. Right. Matter of fact, I appreciate if you all twerking. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, that don't bother me. But stop taking your limited experience with the things in your life because you haven't experienced everything. And that goes for us, too. Sometimes, you know, we do generalize. But that's, that's human nature. But what I do like, I think that we give a good balance to both sides. Lion loves on television. Hopefully, she has time to go back and say, hey, when I said that, I meant this. When I said that, I meant this. Expand on a little bit. Right, but you got to think about her world as well. Her world is different from the average. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? She living in a... She got a uh, bad, ain't she? Yeah, I Pay mean, it. you know, I don't know what Wait. grade celebrity was she an A-list, B-list, C-list. I don't know what grade <laughs> she on, but, you know... My love she, can be purchased, Lonnie. Right. <laughs> but she, she up there, so she has, to, she has to select men in a different way. Just, I guess, when they say date your... your within your... Uh, Right, well, you know, because she's not opening up herself to people outside of that because they're right. looking for a certain type mm-hmm. of but, but, yeah. oh, oh, that's crazy, but men are men, right? Each man cheat, exactly. Man cheat. So, I think she, in her mind, she gets this perspective that she needs, she needs to have. I want this type of man. I want this type of man. But she's manifesting the different type of man because she keeps focusing on the negative instead of focusing on the positive. So she start focusing, stop focusing on what she don't want and start focusing on the type of man well, she, she will want. Yeah. Maybe she won't have to make stupid message, things. Message. Like five without that. Message. Uh, message. <laughs> Hold on. Tanya Mitchell said something. She said the premises by which she chose to have the conversation about our black brokenness, brokenness was not good in the setting to do so. That's a combo for black people to have about black people on race, period. Like black on black, period. And she wanted, a time went on to say, uh, I should say not acceptable. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I'll be trying to, mm-hmm. I'll be reading, try to read ahead and say, okay, this is what they meant. Y'all be passing this head, y'all be typing. I'm like, okay, well, hold on. Be making me sound like I don't know how to read. I'm like, hey, hold on, that don't make sense. So let me try, I'm trying to help y'all out. And I got my hooked on phonics. Let's see, too, man. Like, for men in power, for men who who have money and who are in power, women kind of make themselves, you know, expendable. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? They make themselves expendable, and that gives the man empowerment to feel like he can do whatever he wants to do because he has this and he has that. We said it with all the, you know, the art Kelly and all this stuff. Like, he was, the reason why he was able to do the things that he was able to do is because his stature, people made themselves acceptable to him. Exactly. And, and so, right. And so, yeah. you know, these guys feel like, hey, 
you know, it's one, one, it's ten knot down a knot. Here's the thing, Mama taught us: you treat the janitor like you treat the CEO. Mm -hmm. And if everybody had that attitude, then we'd be. We would, yeah, exactly. You know, if treat people a man to man, treat a man like a man, no matter what his status or what is, you know, what has appeared to be. Everybody that's looking at him, you know, get to know him. And if a guy's working, he's a regular guy, you know, you might want to give him a shot. You know, see, yeah. you know, highlight him. You know what I like you did before we go? I like the fact that you pointed out that she wasn't dating a white guy, but you didn't try to tear her down from it. What I can't stand to see is when we have these conversations and people say, well, how's she going to say this because she ain't got a black guy? I just want to give you all my props and respect because that's, that's, that's lowballing. That's the lowest of love, bro. And I, I thought that was just very, I don't know, that's, that's very adult. That's that's very fly how you handle that shit. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I mean, it's very mature. Well, it, I just thought it was ironic that she brought up slavery in, in that in that analogy and that she went there. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to go there, yeah, go yeah, there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Go there. You know what I mean? We, we, it, it, she act like slavery just happened to us. You know, like it was something. Yeah, yeah. it just happened. Like yeah, like it was just so. No, somebody actually perpetrated this on us. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, so and, and these behaviors are learned behaviors from the so, dominant society. So, so yeah. if this is the case, it's to say, for argument's sake, it is the case. We learn from the best. So, you tapped into the full disclosure show. Really great show, man. We want to thank special guest Veronica Thornton. You have an open invitation to join us anytime. You know what I mean? We love having you. Great show, great show, man. So uh, for myself, Derek Lamont wins the first, everybody. Tell the people you love them, you love them, man, because tomorrow's not promised. It's all love all day. Before I say peace, Jay on Life, the introduction. Yes, yes. And I wanted to shout out. I wanted to shout out Candles by Zen by my girl April Boykins, Glenville in the building. Y'all get y'all candles with Miss April Boykins, Candle by Zen. And we're going to put that in the group and uh, peace. peace. Stay with us.